episode of Dear Hollow Heroes. And as always, I'm here with Meek Man Liam Mika. What's going on, guys? And Rose Pierre Rob Kelly. Hi. That is another jubilant Rob Kelly introduction. It's a what? It's jubilant. <laughs> What's wrong with jubilant? Jubilant. Jubilant. This is today's vocab with the word of the week. All right, we're going to get right into the top story because the UFC is coming up. No, I'm kidding. It's going to be the Super Bowl that just happened. It was one for the ages after the third quarter. But halfway through the third quarter... Uh, you would probably be like, this is the worst Super Bowl of all time because it was a 10-6 game that was beyond boring and fumble-esque lore. But it turned into a 25-22 overtime thriller. And throughout the whole game, it was evident that the 49ers were the better team. But what was also evident was the feeling that the Chiefs were bound to pull off this game. What happened in this game to get the outcome we got? And how did these results affect the players' legacies? Mahomes is inevitable. Yeah, I knew you were going to say it, too. I knew. Yeah, I told you I was going to say it. The first thing I was going to say is Mahomes is inevitable. If he didn't say it, I was going to say it. He is inevitable. It's Fourth just... quarter, Mahomes is going to win you the game. If it's close, Mahomes will win you the game. If it's far away, he might win you the game. He's just, he's just that guy. And I think watching this game, you kind of had the realization throughout that you can't keep it that close. I feel like the Niners had a ton of chances to put the Chiefs away. But the fact that they even left the door slightly open, just you knew that Mahomes, you give that you give him that like five minutes left, a two minute drive, he's gonna get it done. He there's, almost won it, but and, there's certain quarterbacks throughout history that you cannot give the last drive to. And Mahomes is just gonna be one of them. one of those quarterbacks. And right now he's the one you can't give him another drive. Of course. He's yeah. right now the one. Also, the Chiefs defense, dogs. Absolute so dogs. All season. All I saw season. a stat today. Total games held up holding opponents under twenty points in all of history. The Chiefs this year have held the, the opponents under twenty the most. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought? It's not a defense you talk about. Not really, but they did not let the 49ers convert on third down at all. I think they had two, maybe three total conversions on third down all game game both defenses were playing out of their minds for the first half because you, we got to credit the 49ers offense see the I in my opinion I think there's only one way to slow down Mahomes he went he had the longest drought without scoring a touchdown dating all the way back to the AFC championship game I think it was took him 16 of drives, his career of his career took no him way. 16 drives to get a touchdown in the Super Bowl and it was after the muff punt that he broke it and and my we're gonna go back to the muff punt in a minute but watching how to stop Mahomes when you had to stop Brady and Manning, it was the same exact way. You need a four-man rush that you don't have to blitz. You just can't blitz and still get pressure. That's the way to beat them, and it's near impossible. You need a four-man And on offense, you need time of possession. You need to win a 4v5 and then time of possession. How to beat Mahomes is actually a little different because the difference with Mahomes is he is unbelievable in everything but pocket presence. In my opinion... The one thing he struggles with is pocket presence as a whole. I'm not saying in the pocket making a throw. I'm meaning when there's a blitz to rush away from the defender. Stepping up, yeah. Stepping up. He doesn't do that that well. That's his, but He still does it better than most quarterbacks, but that's his weak point. So to force him to not be able to go north and south is the way to beat him. Keep him going east and west. And that's what they did. The Ravens did it, and then the Niners did it. But what changed is, of course, the muff punt 
that allowed him to proceed to play his own game because now the 49ers had their backs against the wall. So now they were playing a little bit differently, but the way to beat Mahomes is to keep him running east and west, especially out of the pocket. If he can't run the ball, if he has no shot to run the ball, he, he struggles. I mean, just like anybody would. And that's the way to beat him, and they did that, but they couldn't do it forever because when, the, when it was money time, he just he's inevitable. It's inevitable that he's going to find it. And the 49ers gave him the opportunity, and I really believe if it was the muff punt. I think they had no answers for that defense until the muff punt. True. And just a spark like that can start an offense up easily. Yep. There were so many times. And I just want to point out there, sorry to cut you off, it was not the returner's fault. Nope. It was not. A lot of people are saying it. The returner was actually made a very heads-up play. He couldn't get the ball, but he made a very heads-up play. It was muffed by a guy running down one of the uh, gunners, hit, hit the back of his leg and bounced off the turf. And the returner then knew... He had to grab it or else a chief was going to grab it. Now, it did go right through his arms. It did. So I'm saying a heads-up play. I'm not saying a well-executed play. I'm saying a heads-up <laughs> play. It was, a it heads was up. also a crazy bounce. Not every player True. can make that He had play. the first shot it of it, was, though. He had the first shot, but it was a crazy bounce. So I feel like I would like to see many people try to make that play and then come back to us because that was a awful leg is the worst bounce you can get. I could do it. Okay, Rob. All right. But I, I really believe that the Niners had a million chances to win that game. They really did. I think that the, you go to the muff punt, that it sparked the Chiefs. Even after that, first of all, they were dominating before that. They had so many chances to put that game away before that and never fully did. Then they spark and lose the lead off of this muff punt. Then they come all the way back that next drive and then retake the lead. Just need one stop. Can't do it. Tie game. Okay, you missed the extra point to take the lead. Again opening the door. Now you're at third and four. All you need is a first down, and I think Mahomes would have 20 seconds to get a field goal if you just kick a field goal, and if, God forbid, you scored a touchdown, he needs 20 seconds. What are you talking about? This is at the end of the regulation. They were at third and four with two minutes. In their own territory. In their own territory at the 30. Yeah. At the 30-yard line in Kansas City territory. They're at the field goal range, and they need a third and four. I think the Chiefs had two timeouts. So you're going down to 120, and that's if. That's only if. They just completely stop them, or they throw. So you're looking at under a minute for a chance that for a game-winning field goal. They get another first down. They just take knees and kick it. Mm-hmm. So it was such a good position, and then they just all out blitzed, left wide open receivers, but Purdy couldn't make the throw because nope. there's eight defenders in his face. That was number one. And then, of course, Mahomes, inevitable. He's going to get that field goal. They almost won it, by the way, if it weren't for Fred Warner defending Travis Kelsey. And I thought it was close to pass interference, but, I mean, it, re-watching it, I thought it was just outstanding coverage. Yeah. It was close. It was. Very, very close. But then in overtime, same exact position. Third and four. Third and four again, I believe. S- wide open receivers. They pressured, and he couldn't make the throw. And it just feels like the just... There's so many plays that if one went the other way, it's it would be a different outcome. But that's how dynasties and teams that are like that are made. Is who you are as a team is when it comes down to money time, it always seems to go their way, and that's why the Chiefs are a dynasty. And people think it's fluky, but it's not. That's why the Chiefs are a dynasty. If a, think about the Patriots come back in the Super Bowl, Matt Ryan shouldn't have fumbled that ball. He shouldn't have fumbled the ball to spark the Patriots' comeback. Edelman shouldn't have made that catch. It was a pick. 
It was an interception. There were so many reasons, but that's why dynasties are made. And I just it's just heartbreaking to watch, especially because it's not your team that won it. So it's just how the the ball fell to Kansas City's way out at the end. Yeah, I don't know if I would say the ball fell their way. Again, I'm not a big proponent of they got lucky. Especially yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, they they played technically uh, the toughest schedule of any playoff to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. They had to beat the Dolphins, really good team in the wild card. They had to beat the Bills, another really good team, and the Ravens, who really were the best team in football, were one of the best teams we've seen on paper. On paper, yeah. I think if they went to the Super Bowl after being the Chiefs, they would have won it. They probably would have. Yeah. I mean, look what happened when they played the Niners last time. Exactly. But uh, you anyways, you didn't have to say that. You, you my, didn't have to bring it. That's up. my point. I don't. I'm not a big proponent of luck. I don't think they got here as an accident. I think, again, Mahomes is gonna win it for you, and good teams find a way to win when it matters, and that's what they did. Yeah. I I think it was just it was one of those things that just kind of like the Patriots dynasty, just like the I'm not even trying to bring them up as like I'm talking about the Patriots. No, we need to, yeah we need to fill we, our quota we, exactly. It makes sense. No, but my point is is just it just feels like every play fell at the end of the day. They just they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're a winning franchise, and that's how it works. And I I just think that I think the Niners are going to be right back, right back in the Super Bowl conversation next year. And but. Man, the Chiefs just, they know what they're doing. And I think they'll go back to back to back at this rate. So, anyone else have any address before we get I'm into the there. most controversial part? Yeah, let's talk about Yeah, no, this is the part that. I really wanted to talk about. All so, right, let's get into let's it. Let's do it. It's time for Quote of the Week. Players on the 49ers found themselves confused when the game went to overtime. It appears that none of the players were aware of the rules in overtime. Well, some of the players were not aware of the rules in overtime that were changed when the Bills and Chiefs had their all-time game in 2021. I didn't even, and this is a quote, I didn't even know that there was a new playoff overtime rule, so it's surpri- it was a surprise to me. 49ers defense alignment Eric Armstead said that. I didn't even know what was going on in terms of that. And then fullback Kyle Juszczyk said, you know what? I didn't even realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you just want the ball and score a touchdown and win. I guess that's not the case. I don't totally know what the strategy there. And we hadn't talked about it. No. So how much of the blame of this falls on the players and how much on the coaches? And as everybody has been talking about, do you think the Niners would have had a different approach if they were aware? Who wants to go first in this bloodbath? Go ahead. Okay. First of all, lie. Don't tell people you didn't know it was happening. It's the Super Bowl. Just lie. No one would know the difference. Two, didn't make a difference if it was the rules changed or not because you still only scored a field goal and the Chiefs scored a touchdown. But if you did know... You're still going to give Patty Mahomes a chance to score after you? I'd rather him score a touchdown first and then me score a touchdown first and then do it a third time. Let me I, need in, to make, let me, I need to make him do it twice. Let me get into something before we get there, okay? Because we're going to debate that. But what I want to say is, one, I agree. Just lie. You're not making anybody look better. You're going to get your coach fired. You're going to make yourself look stupid. Because now all the 49ers co- uh, coaches, players, organization, they all look bad. Second, how do you not have meetings about it? Did you see what uh, the safety for uh, the Chiefs tweeted Justin out? Justin Reed. It wasn't Justin Reed. 
wasn't? No. Uh, I don't remember his name. But he tweeted out, yeah, we had multiple meetings about it. It was in the scouting report every week. As it should be. How do we not have a guy for that? There's 800 guys on that coaching staff. How do we not have a guy for that? It's two seconds. It takes two seconds. Third of all. It feels almost like they want somebody to blame. And instead of saying, yeah, we lost in overtime. We couldn't stop him on on defense. We couldn't score a touchdown on offense. Instead, what they said was, we didn't know the rules. We got to change them back. No, no. Remember what Josh Allen got? Remember that treatment where everybody was on his side? That's what we want. That's what that feels like. They're looking for a scapegoat. They're looking for something to be like, all right, the 49ers didn't really lose that game. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. They lost the game. And you know what's funny? Rules or not, they lost the game. It doesn't matter. The rules that have been in place does not a matter. decade ago, they would have lost that game. doesn't make any sense to me. Now, let's talk about what would you have done. Go ahead. So you, go ahead. Give me your so argument. so excited. Well, if you know these rules, and you know what Patrick Mahomes is going to do, not is capable of, is going to do. It is the Super Bowl. It is overtime. He is scoring a touchdown. That is the way you have to think in this situation. I agree. You let him do it first. Because if he scores a touchdown, gets the field goal, you go down, you still have to score a touchdown. And I get it. It's not easy, especially against this defense who you haven't been able to score against all game, realistically. But you don't let them be the ones who can go for two to win it. You want that opportunity for yourself. Or even just make them do it twice. Wouldn't you do ra- it twice. Wouldn't you rather I'd like them, to see you try. Wouldn't you rather them have that go for two play and then if they miss you automatically Going for win? two hits about 40% of the time. Yeah, so the going for two is a very hard 40%. Because I, you you want to be the one to take the 40% shot? Also, you can't run a lot of motion because it's an easy way to or, get a penalty. And also on top of that... I'm sorry, but I, I've been going teetering back and forth. But this is my thing. Because you have no backbone. All, what? No. <laughs> yeah, screw you. <laughs> so we all agree Mahomes is scoring a touchdown, first or second drive. Yes. No doubt about yeah. it. He's scoring a touchdown. As he did. We're going to assume what happened is going to happen. No I think what. what was more damning to the Niners was why didn't you go for it on third, on fourth and four, and also, why did you pass on third and four? No, give it to the best running back in the league. Get him two to three yards and do a freaking tush push. So this is this like, is where I'm at. What I are you doing? One thousand percent agree. You take the ball. A lot of people are saying no, no, no. If they knew the rules, they would have deferred and they would have got the ball second. No, because then you have to go for two to stop Mahomes. Forty percent shot. You don't take that. What you do is you drove it all the way down there. Instead of playing for a field goal, like you said, you give it to the best back in football on third down, and you give it to him on fourth down. He has two plays to get four yards. He'll make it happen, and then you're going to go score. So that way, Patrick Mahomes has to go in and score like he did. And they said they would have ran for, they would have gone for two. Fine, let him. You you have the better shot to stop him. And yep. even if they don't, even if they don't, let's say you know what they get cold feet. They don't want to go for two. Now guess what? Game's tied up. You got the ball. All you got to do is put a point on that board and you win the game. That's all you got to do. I don't want that ball second. I want the ball first and you need to play for a touchdown. Because Mahomes is going to score on that drive either way. And let's say this. Let's also put this out there. Let's take a look at your team, the Ravens. 
Who's saying the Ravens don't just go for two on their first possession, and then they just put it in a position where the other team now has to go for two? See, when you get the ball first, all of the the game is now in your hands. You kind of dictate how it goes un, until and only if the other team scores on their possession, you only put up seven, they're going to go for two. It's the only decision that's not yours. All of those decisions are yours. The game is going your way. And the only decision the other team gets to make is a under 50% chance. That's I would take that deal percentage-wise and Every mathematically. It time. is the right decision to get, get the ball. Because you get last dibs. Technically, if you even up, you get last dibs. You have the sudden. You're first, you're first to get the ball in sudden death. The game works off of you, and I really think that it's your fault if you lose, which I'd rather go down. I agree. My fault that I lost, not because Mahomes just scored a touchdown. Mahomes had an extra possession. Yeah. Like. The, 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 way, the way it went down, in my opinion, the 49ers lost overtime straight up. They went and kicked the field goal. They had to make a stop, or at least only, they had to keep them out of the end zone. They didn't. That's the, the, it was set. They know what they had to do the whole game, the whole overtime, and they couldn't do it. Do you have anything? Did we win? <laughs> um, not really, because let, let's be honest. Them going for the field goal and not going, you know, yeah. rushing it with McCaffrey is the ultimate mistake here, right? Beca- yeah. Because... Well, on third down. She rushed it with McCaffrey on third down. And fourth. Third and fourth, yes. This is the Super Bowl. Yeah, two attempts with the best running back in the league, four yards is fine. I think when they went for the field goal is when a lot of people knew the game was over. Not true. I don't know if you knew. They got him to a fourth and one. They got him to a fourth and one. And did that work? No, but it's still they got him to a fourth and one. You can't say you knew it, but it is Mahomes back there. Exactly. So I don't like your outs. You say Nick Boza makes one good rush and stops Mahomes on that run. You're thinking that oh the guy no, I thought there was a shot Nick Boza makes a play there. There's still I didn't go, oh it's over. Like there was still a shot. But we all knew that it's most likely now Chiefs. It's most like when they kicked the field goal, but I'm not saying it was over. There's a there's he also threw a pick that game so it's not like he doesn't didn't make a bad throw. Which was a really sloppy pick. It was. It a, was. It really I'm was. telling you, until the muff punt, they were getting destroyed, destroyed the whole game. Like they had no answers. But I mean, he's been down in ten every Super Bowl. Yep. And he's won three or four. Yeah, true. Again, this you is just what he does. You can't make that. You can't let that big play happen. And every big play eventually goes to the Chiefs. The punt. The Tyreek Hill deep ball, and now this year was the Muff punt. Did you guys see the controversial hold, by the way? Oh, Which one? Jawan Taylor. Uh, the Jawan Taylor one on Nick Bosa at the end. Yeah, that's not the one I keep thinking people are talking. Like that one's not a hold. I agree. He he turns his back and he stops. He turns his back and stops. Once you turn your back, you can hold the back of their 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 back plate. There was a different Bosa play on that drive where he got held, where he. He's going around the outside, and you can see them just holding his pads and pulling, right? So it doesn't – it's not the right one. There are so many different holding options for the Chiefs in this game, but that one is the least controversial yeah, in my I didn't, opinion. Yeah, I didn't see the one you were talking about, but I did see the, the – obviously the one late. I did not think it was a uh, a hold. Me and Colin, your brother, saw that one three times on repeat. We were just staring at each other. That is a, a, a 
aggressive hold. Really? Yes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to but look at that one. Holding, holding is just. I don't. I know it's the Super Bowl and they're the best refs in the league, but you're gonna miss holding calls. Well, here's the thing. Those are the two most penalized tackles in the league. You don't think that they're gonna hold? Yeah, that's true. You didn't get called for holding once. Yeah, and all game. Also down their best offensive lineman, so obviously they're gonna play like a little bit Who? more reckless. Oh, Joe Tooney. They have Creed Humphrey. Who? Okay, we're not getting into Creed. They're Humphrey both. They're both Joe all pro first to attend. Okay. So <laughs> you could argue potato potato that one, but still. There's going to be plays that if the Niners won, the Chiefs' kingdom would be like, oh, this was a hole. There's always – that's every game all the time. But, again, it just – it was that muffed punt, man. It was the muffed punt. It's time for the burning questions. All right, question one is the final – it's the final NFL question until game time. Now that the NFL season has wrapped up, what do you guys think? Of the 2023-2024 NFL season as a whole. And no, I'm not doing a poem. I, I started it and it just did not come out well. I thought about doing a poem for it. It was terrible. It's really weird that your thing is poems. I tried one. Granted, your first one was great. I know. and that's, back, that's If you haven't what, seen it, go back and watch it. I, I know. And that's what sticks. The first one was so good. I'm like, it has to be that good. Yeah. And I made it and I was like, this is just a mid. Yeah. It was mid. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll make one later. But If you really feel confident, make one. But. Yeah, I got it's gotta, it. You can't, you can't just send I'm a lame I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm going to be brutally honest. I, start, I put pen and paper down. I was like, all right, let's write this. Instead, I wrote a song. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, all right. All right. So I was like, well, at least that was productive. Was it also about the NFL season? No, but that would have been so cool. You set, you set down to do one thing, and you ended up doing a completely different the thing. The poem you wrote for this, you could have just sang. It would have been about the NFL season. True. Anyway. All songs are just poems that are being sung. True. That's knowledge. Knowledge. But anyway. Um, so the first... Wait, why won't this switch? There we go. So the NFL season as a whole. What do you guys think of it? Are we doing like it was the best season ever or the worst season yeah, ever? What was, it what was it to you? Well, to me personally, a whole lot of fun. Especially as a Ravens fan. We were a dominant team this year. But there were a lot of games that were close. And there were a lot of... Like, good games this year never on a thursday night never never every thursday night game was bad feels like for the past couple of years like there were there were two and they were the two no one watched because they thought they were gonna be bad but but all the good matchups were really bad so thursday night football was terrible <laughs> rob what did you think about the whole season well i didn't like thursdays <laughs> hey, I, if you that's, that's a third of the season, pretty much. I said I'm that's gonna, so not true. It's there are three days where they're playing football. That is one of three of them. Oh my god! If you eliminate the Ravens, the Browns, and the Texans, they're eliminated from this. And you know, it maybe and half of the Bucks. I'll give half the Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks. The Lions. Half. Yeah, I'll give the Lions. Too. How about? Miami in the start. No. Nope. Nope. How about the Bills at the end? Nope. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things. This I, all right, God. was the worst beginning to end overall NFL season I've ever watched. Ben, what was the Patriots' record? Three and thirteen. So it was the worst Patriots season you've ever of watched of my life. <laughs> and this just happens to be your least favorite NFL no, season. That's not the reason. 
It's part. It's part. It's not the reason. It's part of it. It's part of it. No, there's other reasons. Guys, hear him out. The other reasons is hear him out. It's actually this. This is my number one reason. Stop. Like, let me actually. No, yeah, hear him out. The number one. No, we're gonna let you say it. Is the quarterback injuries and overall lack of marquee matchups? It always felt you lost Joe Burrow, you lost Aaron Rodgers. And all of these quarterbacks... Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God. <laughs> he lost a lot of starting players. Justin Jefferson was down half the season. Tyrod Taylor. R.I.P. Tyrod Taylor. And, I mean, I know you were stoked about this, but to a lot of Giants fans, it was heartbreaking. Daniel Jones was out for most of the season. It just feels like a lot of stars weren't playing. First of all, this is what bothers me. They try to make it like injury safe all this time, but more players are getting injured than ever. We're playing the the Let, most pillow fighting game we've we've and seen. And the second in years. that Dre Greenlaw comes in and knocks them, they're out for the season. Well, or they Dre, or Dre Greenlaw tries to run on the field and he's out say, for the season. Dre Greenlaw might be a a bad one to use. This is unbelievable. No one is trusted to last a full season. People get hurt more than ever. The games were blowouts most of the time. The only close games that were there were backup quarterback matchups that were terrible. It was who throws the least amount of picks. It was just so boring. I, I agree that it wasn't the best. But if you can't get excited for football... There's, you got Don't no get me wrong. In August, I'm going to be no, so no, if, giddy and excited. Listen, some people love football and some people don't. No, some no. people like the Patriots. Let me finish. And, you know. Let me finish. And this is true. You have more? The Well, yeah, obviously. So, the reason that it's the worst season as well is because none of the feel-good stories ever panned out. It always felt like they're like, look at this beautiful story and then crushed it. And it's gone. It was like it was I will give you always soul crushing. And I think the quarterback thing you mentioned before and that kind of go hand in hand because a lot of the feel good stories were about backup quarterbacks. I mean, as much as it was funny for like five seconds, imagine being a Jets fan. It's the worst season ever, and that's really telling. Like Tommy DeVito was great for th- for three, three weeks. weeks, and then the Saints killed him. Yep. But anyway, but Joe Flacco was phenomenal, and then until lost the in the playoffs. first round. And this is no offense to the MLB. I think it's obvious to at least if you listen and watch the show. Me and Liam's favorite sport is football. Yeah, easily. But this is no offense the to the MLB and NBA. Love watching them. But I will say this, and this is to tell you, this was the worst football season I've ever watched in my life. But dang gummit, it's still the best sport, and I've still liked it more than the MLB season that was great last year. I still, I just, I love football so much. But man, you guys gotta do better because. I think two years well, ago. Who's got to do better? The, the the players need to stay on the field, and they need to you know. Yeah, like, just stop tearing your Achilles, yeah, guys. Stop it! What are you doing? Stop it! All of the players listening right now, stop. Stop getting hurt. That's enough out of you. No, I'm kidding. I of course I know it's inevitable, but I just feel like they need to. I don't know what they need to do, but they need to somewhat protect them more, or just let them get hit in practice. That's all I'm saying. Well, some of them are saying it's the turf. And not grass or whatever the situation may be there. Mm-hmm. Although the Super Bowl field was turf and we saw, you know, that injury. <laughs> so So what do you think of the NFL season, Liam? I, I kind of I kind of made my point already. True. True. Well, ready for the next burning question. The Clippers have looked almost unstoppable. Who is scarier as the current number one seed? 
The Clippers or the Celtics? Who are you more afraid of? The Milwaukee Bucks. Still just Milwaukee Bucks? No, either. Yeah. I, I mean, the Celtics are known chokers. And the Clippers, we haven't seen a playoff run from this roster. They're also known chokers in the playoffs. That's a franchise. Russell Westbrook and Pandemic P. Like Pandemic P. Kawhi can't stay on the court. Kawhi is the Harden only one that's... Personality issues. Kawhi's I do want to like, say... Listen, I... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, I'm, I'm not done with my point. Okay, okay. I when I when the the Clippers were bad and everybody was like, "Are the Clippers done?" Because this was a headline about maybe our, a month and a half ago. One of our titles of the episode, I know the are the Clippers are cooked, and I was the one who was like, "No, they're not. Keep them here because they all have upside. As much as they all have upside, they all have downside. So don't just be like, "All right, Clippers the best team now. Let's not overreact either way. They're a good team. Let's just call them a good team. They're not winning the finals yet. They they haven't done anything yet." They're good. And the Celtics, known chokers. Celtics are scarier, though, because they have only the Bucks really to worry about. Because, I mean, you got the Knicks that are playing so well. I mean, they're so underrated, right, Rob? The Cavs have won I mean, 16 list five of them, straight. You know what I mean? yeah, the Cavs, 16. 16 and 1, sorry. Yeah. yeah no, um, I don't think really any good. team's hit a 10 in a row. I think that's always broken at night. Okay, they lost one but, in the middle. But uh, the Cavs are playing well. But do Another team you said wasn't a threat. They're playing really well, though. And, but at the end of the day, it just it just always feels like it's going to be a two-team race. No matter how you slice it, like how good. I mean, there could be an upset, well, but it feels like it's a two-team race. In the West, you got more than two teams. You got Thunder, who could at any point uh, break. You got the Timberwolves, who you don't believe in. But, I mean, Anthony Edwards is that guy. You got, yeah, but do you see him winning the finals? No. But you, Maybe in the future. But, but hey, this year, no. But, hey, you could put it as you don't see a bunch of players that we've seen. Like, some people probably were thinking Jokic couldn't do it. There I was going to – well, that brings me to the next point. Why is Jokic and the Nuggets fourth on your list right now? I, I of, didn't – I haven't, I haven't brought it up yet, but I was okay. going to – that was going to be my grand finale. And the another team. champion. How about the Suns? Yeah. Probably the biggest super team in the, in the, in the league. Exactly. And so the West I, has – You could throw the Mavs in there if they heat up. I mean, you could throw a lot of teams in there. See, I'm – I'm kind of happy that the Clippers are, you know, doing good, mostly because it was such a big point of discussion before the season started with all the moves that they made and trades that they made to get the team that we had. Like, you know, we talked about it for 20 minutes one episode about whether or not they would do anything at all with this lineup that they have. I mean, Ben, even you said they weren't. They were going to do absolutely nothing. I was shocked that Russell Westbrook decided to go to the bench. That saved the Clippers' season. If he didn't do that, I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought no one was going to step up and be humble. But I'm so glad it was one of my favorite players. Russ is the guy. I'm after his so season happy. last year with the Lakers, I think he knew he had to. Yeah. But, but I mean, look at, like, when you see, like, Carmelo go to, uh, what was it, the Rockets or the Thunder? The they Rockets. They were like, you're going to come off the bench. And he went to the press and was like, me? I'm coming off the bench? You don't see Russ doing that because you, you need humble superstars. I love that. I don't think they'll stay here very long. You know, like Liam said, they all have their downsides, and I think there are enough teams, especially in the West, that will build momentum. And I think the number one seed in the West is going to be fun to watch as a race going down the stretch, especially. But in the East, it's it's Boston, in my opinion, just because they they always feel like a more complete team. That's the thing; they are deep. Yeah, they have a great they bench. They are deep. Great bench. And, and I you sh- don't usually see that with three superstars on the team. If no. you call Chris Stapps a superstar. 
and they're a tougher team. Almost star. They're definitely a tougher team to upset than the Clippers. Clippers have more upset potential. Like you could see, and like if let's say they're the one team, the one seed, you could see an eighth seed beating the Clippers more than you could see the eighth seed beating the Celtics. True. So, and the final question, we go to the UFC, and I wasn't ready. Oh, sorry. I thought you. I heard the crack of sitting down. So the final question, we're going to go to UFC 298. It's coming up this Saturday. Who do you guys think has the most on the line with their fights this weekend? So go over the fights real quick. So hold on, let me just make sure. Watch this name. What was it? Uh, I I got. There's some tough names. Yeah, I got really uh, put on. Uh, what was it? Put on blast last week for my horrible Instagram username pronunciation. Pronunciation. That's the point. That was the whatever. That was the joke. Yeah, me right. correcting you was also so part the, of the joke. Uh, it's a two-part joke. Get it? Pronunciation. Anyway. So threes. the main event. <laughs> Liam's dead inside. <laughs> now we're just, over. So the main event is going to be Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilan Tapuria. No. I don't know what it is, but I know you butchered it. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right, and then uh, runner-up is going to be Robert Whitaker versus Pablo Paulo Costa. Then there's uh, Geoff Neal versus Ian Machado Gary. How am I doing? Oh my goodness. Mirab Devashvili. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Versus Henry Cejudo. And Anthony Hernandez versus Roman Kopilov. Good? I, I was so fo- hyper fixated on you screwing up every name. That I totally didn't even listen to you. Um, I'm going to go with Ian Gary. <laughs> He's like, let's just move on. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't spend more time on you pronouncing names. I mean, can't do it. Um, Ian Gary. Uh, young, upcoming fighter. Irish kid. I really like him. Um, nobody seems to like him, which makes him more likable to me. I like villains sometimes. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, not always. I don't know why he's a villain. I don't really know why he either. Really hasn't earned villain status. I agree. Yet. He hasn't beaten anyone of that of, crazy yeah. good to be trash talking like a villain. But I think if he wins this fight, we start seeing ranked opponents, better opponents, and he can become a true villain. That's why I say I'm excited most for the Ian Gary fight. Now, to answer the actual question at hand, what fight do you think has the most on the line? That would be the Volkanovski fight. Because it is for the belt. Yeah, technically, you're absolutely right. Yes, and so I win game time this week for answering that question right. Well, please. I no. Uh-huh. Uh, still at the play. Damn. So I I know that of course a belt's on the line in the main event, but I the odds are just so I you gotta go with Volk even though that uh, it's just you know you gotta go with Volk. But though I think what's the I don't. I'm not trusting it as much as I said when I first said it. I was like, oh, I have puncher's chance. But anyway, I think the bout between Whitaker and Costa is going to be the one with the most on the line. I think Costa needs a win to stay relevant, and Whitaker can't lose because he's going to start going downhill if he loses this fight against Costa. I think both of them are going to basically fight for staying relevant. Because if the loser... I think Whitaker can stay relevant. Whitaker can, but he's going to be in Costa's shoes if he loses. Which is this one more loss, and you're kind of out of the running here. 
You've had a bunch of title fights. Let's get someone else out here because they're good. They're really quick with moving on. They'll move on from you in two fights. I mean, depends on who you are. Exactly. But Tony Whitaker, Ferguson might still be ranked. That's <laughs> true. But I think Costa needs this win more than Whitaker, but Whitaker can't afford the loss. So I think a lot's on the line to stay in title contention. Of course, they're heavily favoring Whitaker, though. They're really heavily favoring him. But it's time for game time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to game time today. We'll be playing What Team Am I? Here I will give you each a team, obviously, and they'll have their five previous records. Uh, Liam will get NFL, and Rob will get MLB. The catch is, the team will be in the same marketplace. So, for example, if I give Rob the Yankees, Liam would then have the Giants. So, they are in the same marketplace, so... It's to see who knows that team's marketplace better. So, whoever answers correctly first wins. And we will just be going one at a time. First to answer gets first dibs, obviously, to be first. So, if you're wrong, the other person has a chance to take it. So, currently down on the TV, if you're watching, that is absolutely wrong. That is not the team's current stats at all. I did not edit that part. Why is that? Because they saw the first one's answer, so I had to change Because it. you showed them to us. <laughs> By accident. So they have a whole new set of stats that they'll read off as they're answering. Uh, so, Liam, would you like to read off your team's previous five years' stats? 2019, 13-3. 2020, 13-3. 2021, 13-4. 2022, 8-9. 2023, 9-8. And, and Rob? 2019, 89 and 73. 2020, 29 and 31. 2021, 95 and 67. 2022, 86 and 76. 2023, 92 and 70. All right, so who wants to guess first? I'll give you the courtesy. All right, with my first guess, this is a rather up and down, quite middling team some years. I'm going with the St. Louis Cardinals. That is incorrect. Tampa Bay. That is also incorrect. Oh. Rob, you are up. I know. I'm so <laughs> I know how the game works. Rob, I just didn't have an answer yeah, for up, you. Right. Oh, oh I'm up? up? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought the other Rob was up. <laughs> Thanks. Didn't know that. I was so sassy for no Seattle reason. Mariners. No. I like how he said St. Louis in your first thought. There is no St. Louis team here. Okay. That was in sync. <laughs> we both thought of it at the same time. Yeah. Maybe we should write down these guesses before we yeah. double back on them. Um, I just had one. Uh, Indianapolis. No. Rob, is it out. the Brew Crew, the Milwaukee Brewers? That is a point for Rob. For Liam, the answer was the Green Bay Packers. And for Rob, the answer is the Milwaukee Brewers. Now do you kind of see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's way easier to see once once you're told. Well, obviously, yeah. So here comes the next set of stats, everyone. For you two, look at your, um, obviously, number two. All right. So for Liam, in 2019, his team went 8-8. And then in 2020, they went 12-4. In 2021, they went 9-7-1. and one. In 2022, they went 9-8. and eight. 
And this previous season, they went 10-7. and seven. And for Rob, they went 89, sorry, 69-93 and 93 in 2019. 19 and 41 2020, 61 and 101 in 2021, 62 and 100 in 2022, and 76 and 86 in 2023. So that's tough, Liam, because Rob got the guess first last time. You get first guess. I think that's just fair. Oh, he is really in Pittsburgh. You have Pittsburgh. Liam, that is a point. Wow. On the first guess, Liam had the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Rob, I'm sorry, did you have Pirates as one of your guesses? Yes, I did. Uh, I actually knew this one. I guess we'll never know. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's going first three times. You can't. True. True. Oh, no, I'm not upset that he got got it right on the first try. This is how the game works. I wasn't saying that. Oh, yeah. team it was gonna be yeah all right so question three or the third set of teams for liam this team in 29 and i'm just gonna say 19 and 19 they went seven and nine and 20 they went 11 and five in 21 they went 13 and four 22 eight and nine and 23 nine and eight and for rob in 19 they went 96 and 66 20 they went 40 and 20, 21, 162, 21, 22, sorry, 86 and 76, and 23, 99, and 63. So, who are you thinking is this team? Rob, you are first. My first guess, I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants. That is incorrect. Liam, you are up. Give me a lie. That is also incorrect. Back to you, Rob. So you'd have to be more specific, aren't there two LA teams? Yeah. Uh, it would be. But LA works. It would be for LA. It would be the I put market wise. I put the Rams with the Dodgers and the uh, the Chargers with the uh, Angels. In that regard. Well, that should have been specified. Huh? Jets or Mets? Jets or Mets, yeah. And Giants are Yankees. Okay. This past season, they went 99-63. What did you guess? Oh, you just said LA. Never mind. We just talked about this. (laughs) Both going West Coast that first time. Neither of us getting it really all that correct. So I'm going to uh, switch it up. Transition my guessing area. This is me just stalling till I get one in my head. Philadelphia. No. It was not Philadelphia. Hmm. Liam, you are up. That was a good stall. <clears throat> Great stall. Legacy stall. Oh, I know it. Uh-oh. He knows it. So, Liam, you better get this one. <laughs> I, I'm 90% sure I know this. Come on, Liam. Can you... Yeah, that, that helps me. Thank you. Yeah. Can you, can you think out loud, please? Go on, Liam. Can Go you, get him. Can you think out loud? Well, I, I think if I think out loud, it almost hurts me, no? But can you just stall? <laughs> well, I'm thinking about teams that were 9 and 8 this year. A couple of cusp playoff teams. Um, 
Can't use Pittsburgh again. Would really love to. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> and we know it's not L.A., San Fran, or... That's it, right? No, Philly. Wouldn't I guess Philly anyways. Um, I'm trying to think who's at the bottom of each conference here. Let's go Tampa. For the win. Damn. The answer is Tampa Bay. Let's go. Let's go. Were you going to pick the race? Yes, I was picking oh, the race. Oh, that is just a heartbreaker. Liam is up 2-1. to one, And up next is... The fourth team. For Liam, this team in 19 went 12 and 4, 20, 14 and 2, 21, 12 and 5, 22, 14 and 3, and 23, 11 and 6. And for Rob, this team went 59 and 103 in 19, 26 and 34 in 20, 74 and 88 in 21, 65 and 97 in 22, and 56 and 106 in 23. Liam, you get first guess, and this would be basically for the win. We're still playing the fifth question. There's no Buffalo equivalent, right? Uh, If I were to do Buffalo, it would be with the Blue Jays. It's a good one. It's not them, though. Or is it? I'm between two teams. Pick one. Kansas City. And for the win... (laughs) (laughs) The answer is Kansas City. That's crazy. Two, you, both your first guesses, you got it. And now for fifth question, just for fun. Did you have that one? Yes. Oh, that's yes. so brutal. For Liam's team, they went 13 and 3 and 19, 6 and 10 and 20, 10 and 7 and 21. This one's the easiest 13 one. and 4 is and it? 22, yes. and 12 and 5 and 23. And for Rob. They went 77 and 85 and 19, 29 and 31 and 20, 107 and 55 and 21, 81 and 81 and 22, and 79 and 83 and 23. Who is it, Rob? It is the San Francisco yeah. Giants. Yeah, I would have got that correct. one too. It's it, they're just so mid, except for 2021, where they went on an absolute tear. Oh, yep. yep. That is the conclusion of game time. Rob, how do you feel? I I lost. Fair and square, I guess. It still sucks. I can't. I can't win. I like. I, I felt like Brock Purdy after the Super Bowl. Like I, I have no excuse to give. Right. Like I got the one. Both of his first guesses he got, so I wasn't getting those two. I should have guessed Tampa on the third question. At the end of the day, you put yourself in a position to win, and we just couldn't execute out there. Yeah, you muffed the punt. And now we sit in silence for Rob. Shut up. <laughs> Just like the Ravens. <laughs> this, is, this is his second storm off. <laughs> and walking back home just like the Ravens. See you in Cancun. <laughs> All right. Well, what do we do for now? For now, like, <laughs> good job on the win, man. Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you. You know, it, it feels good. You know, we uh, we went out there. We had a game plan, and we just stuck to it. We trusted our guys. You should speak like Mahomes. You know, we went out there. <laughs> you know, guys. <laughs> oh, look who decided to come back. Unlike the Ravens. <laughs> well, that was short-lived. 
We lost him again. Uh, all right. So I think this is safe to say we should go to comment time. Comment. <laughs> comment time. It's comment time. All right. So our first comment is from Mac, our number one commenter. Do you? Who do did you we? Guys... Did we ship out the hoodie then? No, no. Yeah, I'm I already arranged. Um, I'm gonna Your people call his people. I my people call his people. Cool. We know what we're doing. So. We're not doing this. <laughs> Nobody. We lied. Sorry, Matt. Thank you for your comments. Thank you. Nobody. <laughs> so, uh, who do you guys have as the biggest winner and loser at the trade deadline in the NBA? The fans are the biggest loser. That's a great answer. It was a very boring deadline. That's a great answer. Day of deadline. Not very entertaining. One of the worst we've seen. Last year's was phenomenal. So good. Last couple years. That changed my answer. I... Yeah, <laughs> it was the fans. That was a terrible trade deadline. Never mind. What a biter. What, what, what did you have originally? No, I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, that, was a, that was a really weird bluff to call. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you had to think about, you know, who was Wow, going well, to my answer team. looks stupid now. What was your answer? I didn't have one. Well, I guess you're technically right. Your answer does look kind of stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> your, your answer would have looked stupid without me saying that. Um, maybe uh, this is gonna sound like so like hyper fixated, but maybe LeBron. Like the the Lakers aren't competitive this year, and they got no help at the deadline. They now have Dimwitty though, but that wasn't at the deadline. Yeah, we're talking about if we're talking about the deadline. I mean, yeah. we're gonna be talking about the deadline. Yeah. Um, Miami Heat didn't get anything at the deadline, but again, I can't be upset because we got Rozier. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think there's necessarily that big a loser. Um, I I was almost the Hornets. I think got like a little bit of youth. They they got a little bit of youth, but it kind of just what they trade like PJ Washington for. They got a good picks haul. and they, a player. They got a solid haul. I'm just saying that it kind of feels like they were they just kind of accepted irrelevance again. They should. They're not know. a good team. They were. You I think just LaMelo and Mikhail Bridges are making maybe even the playoffs? Can I tell you the most exciting part about the trade Hit deadline? It's when I get a notification from ESPN and I have a heart attack real quick because Seth Curry got <laughs> traded on the deadline. And wait, and it's a name you look at real quick before you realize it's not who you think it is. But it still gets you at first every single time. I thought it was Del Curry. It starts with an S. How does Del Curry? Like I understand Steph and Steph being you know but mixed the up. Father. Steph. <laughs> did like, you, did you re- for like, relationship them? You know, back in the 2010s when they do like the relationship, they like combine the names. What did you do, Rob? Right, me having nothing. I just accidentally so said one name twice. You That's had what a problem happened. with me saying Del Curry. <laughs> you said stethoscope Curry. <laughs> Well, Mac, I really apologize. <laughs> we thought we all thought that we'd have something prepared in our heads, but only Can we talk about the biggest winner? Yeah, well, I'm I'm apologizing first. Why the bit the bit's not over? Okay, it's not dead. All right, who's the biggest winner? The Liam? Knicks. They got so much depth. I actually like how they filled out their roster, and they got rid of Fournier. I God. could I could Fournier. list ten Knicks now. He stinks so good. He stinks. And now they have a bench. Their bench yeah. was always mediocre. Now, they well, have... not according to Rob. <clears throat> They're all Taj Gibson is the second most underrated player in the NBA. I still think I'm right. 
best title. Knicks are underrated last week. But, uh, yeah, I think that the Knicks are huge winners. And, I don't know, maybe it's because we're really close. Like, we're in the marketplace. But I mean, all I hear is that the Knicks... But every so well. move was made. Uh, every move that was made was, you know, Boring. Nick-related. Boring or Nick-related, yeah. yeah. So... I don't know, because when you read all the stories around here, it's just Knicks got bench, they got depth. And, I mean, good for them, because they're, they're on that teetering line it. where they have they get hot right in the postseason. They could be a huge spoiler. They could go on their own version of the mm-hmm. Miami Heat run. Uh, but they're still the Knicks, so we have to see it to believe it. But, again, sorry, Mac. We're so sorry. Please keep commenting. Next is from Anonymous. He says, Mahomes is the GOAT, no question. And argued no. so much about this. And I asked if they wanted me, us to talk about it. I said, talk about it on the podcast. There's but, no but way they were Mahomes too scared to say it was them that said it. And I know because you're just scared because you don't want to be the one that said Mahomes the GOAT, no question, and have everyone know it. No. you. No. As much as no one likes Brady, and I'm fine with that. Nobody likes Brady. I didn't like Brady. Hey. You, can't, you cannot hate on greatness. And he was the best to ever do it. He Mahomes he was. is third in my book now. Third. I agree. He's third. We talked about this last week. He's third best quarterback to do it. And at his age, phenomenal. Phenomenal. He has great a, he for him. Still has a chance to be the GOAT. Yeah. But he's we, on pace. We need to see we need to see the Twilight years. That's yeah. what we just need to see. We need yep. to see your post How he ages. physical prime. Years. Once Kelsey retires, maybe That's once Andy Reid leaves. But well, we said when Andy Reid leaves, I think that's gonna be a bigger blow, but uh when my we saw this about Tyreek Hill, though. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to be like, I don't know, man. It just doesn't feel like anything's going to get in his way, especially if Reed stays. Forget it. So. I think it's definitely more coaching than it is players. Yeah. The entire dynasty? Well, around him. Like, how good he can be. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, Mahomes will always be Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. We said about the enemy, though. We said about the enemy. They lost him. They won the Super Bowl. Uh, Yes. But he also lost players. He, he lost Tyreek Hill. But I think the way he plays football is definitely more dependent on the plays called around him than the players on the field I themselves. Kind of agree with I that. agree with that. But I'm saying what's scaring me about like not about you know my my childhood hero remaining the go is the his fa- childhood that, hero kisses his kids on the lips. Anyway, can I finish my point? So I I seen him lose his offensive play caller. Well, at least the offense coordinator that's the best offensive coordinator in the league and lost arguably the best receiver in the league and has gone back-to-back Super Bowl championships, losing one at a time. So that is something that I really, you know, he has. he's on pace. He's just not the coat yet. He's just not. He he's can't not. be. Um, and the last comment is from another person that I didn't, uh, didn't want to be named. He said, New you York. You guys got to be named. What? They got to be named. We gotta get these people's names out here. No, they didn't want to be named. Ride our clout. Whatever. So they said New York versus Boston in all sports. Who wins? Easy answer. Right now or all time? <sighs> they never specified, but let's do right now and all time. Like, what do you got? Right now, New York's winning in football. New York's winning in baseball. New York's winning in baseball. Boston was last place last it's year. It's going to be close in hockey. I I don't know the current standings, but it's close. It's I close think, in hockey, but I Boston think the gets Bruins. Basketball. Have them though. should be Bruins but, right now. But do right now. but do a, do the Bruins have a better record than the Islanders and Rangers? No, we're talking about the just, the just, New just York. Let's go team. with the New York team. We're talking about the Rangers. Okay, all time is New York. 
all time, except for football. But even so, the Giants beat the Patriots in the two times they faced them. But the Rangers are also... Celtics. Ah, true. Over the Knicks. Pats. But the but this is where the argument but you have the and as much as I twenty seven rings and this is where you one have the team. argument in football. What's their Super Bowl record against each other? The Giants won both of them. That doesn't matter. That's no. You we're, think, we're oh. talking grand scheme New York versus Boston. I'm not talking about record heads up. I'm talking about who's the better sports city. In the 1900s, it's New York, no question. But after, because only the Celtics would have helped them there. But yeah. post 1900s, it's it's, it's got, Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. I think all time it's close, but I think the Yankees slightly give them the edge. I, no, I think the Yankees aren't don't make it up far enough. Personally, Boston really? wins three of the four matchups. True, but the Yankees have such a dominant. You're right, but if you win three of the four matchups. I'm giving it to you. If we're, I, listen, I don't like Boston. I don't like Boston just as much as the next guy. I wish it was New York, but I think it's Boston. I okay. cannot, will not, and never will give it to Boston, FBA. Once again, a Rob, I don't care about logic. I'm just going with his gut. It's time for locks and upsets. All right, so last week I went 2-0, and and you both went 0-2. This is the first time we're doing this, and I know it's because you went 2-0. Anyway, I am now first at 8-4. and four. Liam, you are second at 6-6. Six and six, And Rob, you are third at 3-6. and six. So, I, that means I get to go first on locks, because the champ is here. I don't think that means that. The but champ is here. We're actually doing this in the order because Liam asked. Anyway. The champ asked. <laughs> so my lock this week is I have Ian Gary staying undefeated and just claiming the win. I like that one. Straight up. I have him winning Saturday. He's the man. I think it's a easy lock there. Some good old college basketball. I got Louisiana Tech over FIU this Saturday. Um, Kind of along that same vein. Uh, I'm going Turkish volleyball. I'm taking Istanbul BBSK over Tareem Kredi Genklik. Kredi? Kredi. Kredi. It's. I mean, it's a little bit of foreign pronunciation, so you know, I didn't want to butcher it. If there is any podcast to butcher a name of a place or person, this is the one. Okay. I don't have any comment for that. So what's your upset? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My upset is going to be the Clippers over the Warriors Wednesday night. Nice. Can you believe that is an upset? (laughs) The Warriors win, man. (laughs) All right, Rob? My upset, I have the Devils beating the Flyers this Saturday. Hockey. And for my upset, I have NCAA women's basketball. I got Utah defeating Colorado. Love it. All right. And I would like to thank you all for listening. You can follow us on our socials at Deer Hollow Heroes. You can also email us at through DeerHollowHeroes at gmail.com. Message us and let us know what you about the topics we discussed or take it below. Listen to us on most platforms where you get your podcasts. Thank you, Liam and Rob. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.